What's up, Anchor Peeps? Anchor Pete here, and I'm with my good friend Brian. Boy, this is kind of scary. I'm in my garage, which is scary to begin with. But I'm in the yes, but Brian, I wanna I wanna thank you, man, because this is actually my first live show that I've ever done with another person. Awesome. I'm glad yeah. to be the first. Dude, dude, yeah. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, we are here because of a very special event. We are here to talk about WandaVision episode five. Now, if you guys go over to my YouTube channel, Anchor Pete, Brian and I have discussed the first three episodes of WandaVision. And so for uh, today, we can talk a little bit about four and then go right into five. How's that sound? Perfect. Okay, cool, man. So guess what, guys? We're going to just hit you with spoilers. So if you don't want WandaVision spoiled, then like don't watch this video, okay? Just watch it on Disney Plus and come back and you know join us. So Brian, I, I kind of can't help you, man. I have to get to the big thing. You want to get to the big thing? Well, for first, first I just want to say that we had originally planned to cover episodes three through six, but so much craziness has happened that we had to just jump in and do it now. Yes. While it's like, super relevant. <laughs> yes, yes. And like, if you go on YouTube right now, it's just like WandaVision, WandaVision, WandaVision. You know, so we got over Twitter. You, you just see episode five. Just, just I'm like you know, maybe some people think that that's. Star Wars, but nope, it's WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then here we go, spoilers. The thing that spoiled it for me was I saw X-Men was trending. And I'm like, oh, cool, X-Men's trending. Maybe they have the results from that poll that went up. Nope, it's not that. It's because the X-Men are in the MCU now. So Yeah. So, well, okay, let, let's take that back a second. So okay, um, right. there's someone I follow that's a, actually a, a Transformers personality kind of person. But he made yeah. a very big point in his settings that, that sometimes – a meta reference is just a meta reference and don't kind of just kind of don't believe don't just jump into this whole big thing and assume this grand thing that just happened because yes. it may, may not be exactly what we want to think it is right it was really cool and uh it was also a spoiler for me too so i had to like watch it during my lunch break today um, yeah i actually saw the character name in like the like a headline of an article somewhere so uh. i don't remember where it was but it, it honestly, it didn't really change the effect that it had on me. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> See, yeah. I mean, that's the problem, right? Because, like, I kind of put two and two together. It said X-Men are in there. And then in the beginning of the episode, she says, I do have a brother to her kids, right? Yes. And, and I knew that they were talking about how that actor that plays, here's spoilers, MVP. plays Quicksilver in uh, the X-Men movies, that he was potentially going to be in this, right? Yes. And also, they also talked about how, like, she said that this cameo was going to be the equivalent of, like, Luke's cameo in, um... Yes. Oh, oh, well, I guess spoilers for that, too. <laughs> okay, that, that's, like, that's like a month ago. Like, if you haven't seen that by now, if you haven't yes. seen the most pirated TV show on the planet right now, a month later, then, you know... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shame on you. So, um... So, okay, so, like, Quicksilver's in it. Spoilers, sorry, guys. Um, and you know, he shows up, they show the back of his head at first and they made his hair look very much like the Quicksilver that's in Age of Ultron. I was just going to point that out because it, it looks much more like, uh, uh, is it Aaron Johnson? Yes. Yeah. It, it looks much more like that's that Quicksilver's hairstyle than, than the, his version from the, the Fox movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I thought it might be him at the end and like a little fake out, but I'm really glad that they didn't do that. Um, in this episode, they had like basically like two very big reveals. Reveal number one was that like they've always thought that Wanda can kind of manipulate people's minds, 
like she does in um, Age of Ultron, right? Because yes. you know how she like manipulates Tony Stark's mind and other people, all like most of the Avengers. Uh, but then they say, well, she can actually like rewrite reality, right? And uh, on Twitter a couple of days ago, I was like throwing out this little theory. I was like, well, what if she can like draw people in or draw things in from other realities? And so I think that that's what they're doing here. Now, it might be like what you said, Chris McFeely said um, on his Transformers channel, where it's just like, it's just like a fun little nod. But I think they're kind of like leaving the door open so that they could be like, oh, we'll take some stuff from the X-Men universe and put it into this. Yeah, I, like I, I'm still of the mindset that they can't fully transplant the existing Fox X-Men movies as they are. Because one, there's a gazillion plot holes. And two, yeah. most of those actors have kind of retired from the roles. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you're not going to get two of the bigger old cast members, which is, which would be Hugh Jackman and, and um, Patrick Stewart. So, and then arguably you could get back that younger cast from the first class era. Yeah. But, you know, those movies were, um, you know, decreasingly popular and uh, lucrative as they went on. So, maybe they don't exactly want to fully do that. So I think that they're going to kind of like cut and choose things. And I think that's a lot of it is going to be based around Deadpool because that's what worked the most and needs to be carried over the most. Yeah. And I think that works with that character, especially, but yeah. um, it's very possible that, you know, we're also hearing tons of rumors about Spider-Man and, and who's going to be in the third Spider-Man movie. Um, so it's possible that this is just, that same actor playing another version of that character from another universe. Yeah, it's it's probably going to be that. It's probably going to be that. Yeah. And Brian, I wanted to point out to our friend Danny, uh, he just wrote, hey guys, I screamed at the end. No spoilers for me. Holy heckins, killing it. Danny so, is the king of spoilers. I always yell at him for ruining everything. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of embarrassing because I just recorded with Danny like two nights ago and I was wearing the same shirt. So like... <laughs> I, I promise I actually like bathe and change my clothes and stuff, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, thanks for joining us. Anyone else, thank you for joining us. This is spoiler central though. Um, so uh, like, I think it's what you said, like that essentially it's like from another X-Men universe that will have like cherry picked things from the 20th century Fox movies. And they're just gonna like weave it into the MCU. My question yeah, for look, you, oh, go ahead, it'll, go ahead. It'll look like the same character, but it'll actually be a different character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so uh, and it's interesting too, right? Because like the Quicksilver that we get introduced to in uh, Days of Future Past, it's during the '80s, right? And uh, so the, that's the '70s. Oh, that's right. That's right. Right. Uh, Apocalypse is the '80s. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So like you know when he was kind of like, hey, can I get a kiss from my sister or whatever the fuck he said, you know? <laughs> I go, oh, that's live. But um, you know when he says that, it's like he's like that character from Days of Future Past, and it, it kind of the timing fit well with the type of sitcom they were doing absolutely yeah absolutely yeah yeah so um my question for you though is do you think that this is going to have like a reverse of no more mutants and that like that the mutants are going to be in the mcu after this show or what, what do you think um that's a great question and I, I i don't i don't think they can could they use? I mean, we're not gonna. Obviously, we're not gonna see all the X Men characters just show up and everything immediately. This is that. That's not gonna happen because they, they they have to logistically cast everybody and figure everything out and plot it a lot. And I don't think we're realistically realistically gonna see an X Men movie for a number of years. 
but they're probably sprinkling things here and there and it's it's possible this is a catalyst for it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time it it could just be a one-off kind of thing um okay. so and i and i also think that we, we also the thing i keep thinking about too is that uh when i'm trying to figure out what's going on in wandavision right now is i'm trying to think of that the next time we see Scarlet Witch is in Doctor Strange 2. And I'm wow. trying to think of how this will connect to that. What what are the connective tissues that could bring those two things together? Because there has to be something. They, they, they can't just be two totally separate entities yeah. without any relation, other than being in a shared universe. So yeah. is, whether that's just alternate realities or I've seen Mephisto floated around a lot of places. Yeah. Um, it, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think, because like people have said about Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness, they were saying that like um, Wanda's the, the villain in it, right? Do you think that maybe it's not that, that maybe like talking about Mephisto, that like maybe she's like enthralled by him, like maybe he's the one that put her here? Because like one thing I noticed in this episode was um, they said, she was like, I don't know how this happened. She said something like that towards the end. Did you notice that? Yes. The vision turned on her. And so that implies that like, because, okay, I'm kind of like stepping all over myself. But basically one thing that was important in this episode was they established that Wanda broke into a facility and took vision out, right? Yeah. So do you think that she herself could be like being manipulated by like Mephisto or somebody like that? Or is that I, I too think, much of a stretch? No, not, not a stretch at all. I, I think that the the fact that the uh, the, act, the acting director guy of Sword guy jumped to the conclusion that it's totally within uh, everything is being done by her. Yeah, um, and then you, you kind of see the the more you know heroic characters that we know. I don't know if heroic is the right word or not, but the more the, the characters we know, like Jimmy 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 Woo and uh, yeah. Marcy, yeah, they're, they're they're casting doubt against that. So they're. This is a hundred percent not just Wanda. Something sent her to that facility. Yeah, and maybe she's kind of a, likes what's going on because she gets that you'll be with Vision again. Yeah, but there is no way that this is just completely one hundred percent of her own volition. Yeah. Okay. 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 So then I, I would kind of lean towards Mephisto, or maybe like we talked in our previous episode, like Agatha Harkness. Like maybe she's. Yeah. Kind of, I'm trying know. to figure that part out because she clearly is not the same as everyone else there yeah yeah oh yeah agnes yeah yeah agnes is not like every other character like vision probably couldn't do that little mind thing that he did with that uh, his co-worker yeah, yeah, yeah i don't think that would work with yeah there's something else going on there um and i think her little move there was like oh do you want me to redo that yeah that was that was a calculated move on her part i think yeah i think, I think you're right trying to she's trying to uh do something to sit, to show vision what's going on, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. So I don't necessarily think she's bad either. Right. She's aware of what's going on, more aware of what's going on than anybody else is that we've seen so far. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Because, like, um, it, it could just be that she, like, because of her abilities is, like, knowing that it's an illusion around her and, like, she's trying to figure out what to do. Uh, maybe she doesn't know how to get out, you know? Yeah, or or maybe she just sees something going on and she knows she can help. Or she, I mean, obviously we, with the comic book relation between those characters, maybe she just wants to help her. You know, um, and maybe yeah. you know, they they say that uh, obviously that you know the, the, 
Wanda's parents, Wanda and Pietro's parents were killed in a bombing in this, this universe. Right. But it doesn't doesn't mean that this character wasn't still somehow part of their upbringing, and we just don't haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, man. Good point. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. Like, there's there's that aspect which they played up a lot more in this episode, and then um, I really like that. You know, Vision started to unravel things, and then he confronted her too. Like, I thought that was really good. Like the first two episodes, they follow this formula where it's like a, a, a sitcom and, you know, it's like there's a little hint, but this it started to really unravel leading up to Quicksilver showing up. And that point where Vision kind of rose up in the air and she rose up in the air, you could really feel the tension. And it was almost like a horror movie. Like it almost could work if you had never seen any of these characters before and you were, we just established, oh, this is like a superhero horror movie. Something it really yeah. felt like that, you know. And I think I think one of the th the little subtle things that I noticed that I really loved about this, especially this episode, and they've done it before too in the previous episodes. But there's they have that sitcom filter, and then it has evolved as the the decades go along. There, but in this episode, there are scenes where they're showing a very realistic shot and a very very clear picture, but you still hear the laugh track in the background. Yeah, melds all together, and I really enjoyed that. I think that really plays up that horror aspect that you just mentioned. Yeah, 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 and, and and when she makes the credits go up too, that was great. oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's like it's like this this happy sitcom. Oh, this everything's resolved, but no, it's not. It's very, it's not, and, and it's, they're showing that. Yeah, did did you um? I see because when I saw that the X Men were in it, and you kind of hinted that it's like oh maybe it's not that big a deal. Like I just thought oh maybe there's like a name in the credits. Like maybe it was gonna be, say like Scott Summers was like a producer or something. <laughs> You know, was, you know what? Maybe we should go back and scroll through those names. Yeah, I have no idea who the hell I was looking for names of. Like, oh, that's this character. I, I didn't recognize any of the names. I, I bet those names are going to be the the residents of Westview. Yeah. Well, like one thing I should point out is that you and I did our video where we talked about the first three episodes, and I'm like, I got this theory. I know this, right? And I'm talking about all this stuff, and then like I watched this other video where they or no, you sent me that link to the website. I think it was like Nerdist. And, was there, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, this person is this person. This person is this person. And it's like, oh, man. Like, I felt like I had to turn in my nerd cred, you know, because I didn't know half the characters. You know, I, I, those are deep cuts. Uh, to, to me, those are deep cuts. And, and yeah. uh, honestly, you know, just because we call ourselves nerds and we feel that way and we, we identify with it, we even, you know, feel pride in it. We can't know everything. Everyone can't know everything. There, there is so much out there, and you can only know so much about so many things. So, you know, yeah. there are things that I know more about than you do, and there are th tons of things that you know more about than me. But you know, we're yeah. just equally fans of everything, and you know that that should be the end of the story. Yeah, hell yeah, man, that's positive. Yeah, like, um, like for instance, like, like I think that they draw a lot of stuff from the uh, Avengers back category, right? And I think a lot of people don't realize that, like, the Avengers weren't always this cool, right? Like the yeah. Avengers, they've only really become cool like maybe in the decade before uh, the Marvel movies, and like just in the early two thousands up until now. Otherwise, and, like and that's because and that's because they added the biggest characters in the Marvel universe to the team. I mean, that's yeah. really what it was. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, since we have these people and we're, we're live and we're just holding them hostage, there's at least three of them right there. Uh, why don't we tell them why? See, like the thing about Wanda, right, mm -hmm. is that when, when the Avengers were kind of lame in the comics and nobody was reading their books, uh, she had a nervous breakdown, right? And that's kind of similar to what's going on here where, you know, her emotions are affecting reality. 
So they had this event called Avengers Disassembled, which was written by Michael Brian Michael Bendis. And um, basically, like Wanda just made all these Avengers enemies show up um, and attack all the Avengers, and they killed a couple of characters. Hawkeye got killed. And, uh, and actually, Scott Lang Ant-Man got killed as well. Oh, okay, okay. Ant-Man got killed too. I think, didn't like Vision get like ripped in half too in that by She-Hulk? Oh, uh, man, it's been a while since I read it. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. As the name implies, the, the team was over. <laughs> yeah, literally disassembled in the Visions case. And that was back in the day when Brian and I were just strapping young 20-something-year-old men. We didn't have children, you know. We couldn't even afford our own comics. We had to borrow them from the bookstore we worked at. Yes, yes, yes. We borrowed the trades from the bookstore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we used to drive Jim Hanley's. Shout out to Jim Hanley's. But um, anyway, anyway, in Avengers Disassembled, um, they wanted – Creates, she has a nervous breakdown, and and these enemies just rip apart the Avengers. And then what happens is what Brian mentioned before is that they rebuild the Avengers team. But check out this lineup for this Avengers team. It had Wolverine, Spider Man, Luke Cage, uh, <laughs> Captain America, and Iron Man, and Thor. and Thor. So it had like the three core wait Avengers. A people. Wait a minute, was Thor on the team? Nah, Thor was dead, man. <laughs> Thor might have been dead. Yeah. Thor yeah. Might have been dead. Yeah, he came back eventually. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It was Cap and, and Iron Man were on there too. And so um, like that's when the Avengers became like real big in comics. And then once Iron Man hit and they were building towards the MCU, like the Avengers have been the main moneymaker. And for Marvel before then, uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men were like the main moneymakers like when we were kids and even Wait. before then. Oh, go ahead. Spider-Woman and Sentry were also on the team. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's when I started getting to Spider-Woman, too. She was awesome, man. Yes. Her new costume sucks, though, now. Sorry. No, didn't she go back to her new one? Her old one again? Oh, She's I hope back so. in the, the classic red and yellow costume again. Okay, I hope so. Good, good. Sorry, creators of that costume. But anyway, <laughs> um, the, the, so, like... Now, the world that we're living in now, you know, everyone loves the Avengers. You know, I, I see kids with Avengers stuff all over the place, and everyone likes it. Some people like them more than the X-Men or Spider-Man. But, like, there's this time period that we aren't that familiar with because it's when the Avengers weren't that big. And so you have all these characters that, like, we don't even know, and yet we know so much about comics, right? Yeah. It's just like a little blind spot, I feel. Like that yeah. and, like – oh, go ahead. I don't know what you read when you were a kid, like before we even knew each other. But I mean, I I, I had a bunch of Captain America comics. Like I had, and I've been. Oh, really? I mean, Did you have one where he's a werewolf? No, not one where he's a werewolf. But I had like I had a couple crossovers. I had like the the, the Korvac uh, quest crossover. Believe it or not, I actually had a bunch of Guardians of the Galaxy back then too. Like with that old. Oh yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I, I, back then, I thought I thought Iron Man was lame. I thought. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I'm like Thor. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. This is kind of weird. And uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I did love Captain America back then. Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Um, Iron Man was kind of lame when we were kids. You know, yeah. he just he, he like Robert Downey Jr. established what Iron Man is now in the comics and in other media. He wasn't well, like that. Yeah. It's almost, I, I don't want to say a totally different character, but it was. It's a fairly different take than I ever pictured him before. But. It worked extremely well for that movie. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. So um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about with the show? Or Oh, I, I actually have one thing too, but go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go, go, you go first. So one thing I really liked, I, I don't know if you noticed, you, you definitely noticed this though, but like um, when they talk about Wanda taking on Thanos, uh, Jimmy Woo was like, oh, Captain Marvel was awesome too, right? 
that then, was my school drop. Yeah, and then Monica Rambeau kind of made this face like, don't talk about her, right? She, she even like literally said, well, we're talking about Wanda. So there's like some kind of bad blood between her and uh, um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I mean, I have to go back and rewatch Captain Marvel because I think I only watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a while, but uh, I can't imagine what that could be. I mean, is it just that she left and, you know, that was it sort of? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it, well, because think about it, right? Time-wise, Captain Marvel's gone from the 90s and Monica Rambeau's a little kid. And then uh, when she comes back, it's after the snap. And we know yep. from the last episode that uh, Monica Rambeau disappeared. So they didn't interact. And in Maria time. passed away as well. Yeah, the mom passed away. Yeah, so. so um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it could just be like an abandonment thing, uh, possibly. Probably. Uh, yeah. Or it could be just some general foreshadowing what they're going to do with the character later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, just for anyone who doesn't know, Monica Rambeau ends up getting powers of her own. Spoilers. Uh, so it's always fun when people say spoilers after they say the thing they're spoiling, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks for telling yeah. me before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but and, and here's another thing too I wanted to talk about was uh, in the previous episode since we didn't cover it, um, I really love that scene where the people were coming back from the snap. That was awesome. Oh yeah, that was like um, that was that was um, powerful, honestly. Uh, yeah, and it, it took me a second to register what was going on, but it's like when you did, it's like wow, this is and that's that's one of the few instances we have seen because really. Uh, it was more of an afterthought. It was just like in Spider-Man uh, t- uh, Homecoming. It's just yeah. like, oh, it happened, you know? So you don't really ever s- see it un- getting undone. Yeah. So watching it and seeing all that panic and, I mean, just uh, thinking about that uh, is is crazy. I mean, th- that's got to be a very emotionally uh, distressing uh, experience for, yeah. for, people, for people that were returning and, and weren't and, and didn't, you know, go away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just so well done because, like, in, in the Spider-Man sequel, they make it seem like they just pop back up, you know, and it's no big yeah. deal. But, yeah, you're right. It was, like, disturbing to have them come back. Also, how convenient was it that this the, the one nurse that was there five years before is still in that same shift five years yeah. ago? Yeah, it's a, yeah, well, yeah, a little bit of clock contrivance there, right? <laughs> yeah, so, um, I don't know. That's, that's pretty much all I got for WandaVision so far. What about you, man? Um. Two quick things. I mean, we really didn't mention anything about uh, the kids and the and them the aging themselves. Oh, yeah. I don't really need to know if I need to uh, bring it up. I mean, I don't. I don't see a meaning behind that, but it kind of makes me feel like they're gonna age themselves more, and they're gonna be eventually be uh, Speed and Wiccan, or, or what's his other name? I forgot his other name. Uh, well, when he first comes out, he's Asgardian, but he is Asgardian. Yes, I wish I could Yeah. But I don't think we'll see whoever they cast yet. I think we'll just, it'll just be implied. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other thing we, ha- we have to mention, too, uh, is I guess it's a minor detail, or maybe not, that uh, they start mentioning hex, the word hex a lot. Yep. We've seen a lot of hexes before, and, uh, and Wanda's powers were all, you know, prior to how they kind of changed it in the comics, which was referenced as hex magic. That's right. That's Dr. right. Strange basically came and said, there's no such thing as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, then we find out, and they kind of evolved uh, her powers to to be this completely different thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, is that a nod to just the past, or 
do you need to read into the this like the six sides of it and Mephisto? I don't know. That's a bit of a stretch to me. I think. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, I mean, there there are a lot of hexes. Like in the credits, you see them all them projected all over the place. I mean, we've seen it in several episodes. Um, you know, the space around the town is a, is a, you know is the hexagon. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It like that's interesting to think that like her having this type of magic is because of Mephisto. That'd be interesting if like it was almost like a brand new day kind of twist. Even yeah. though everyone hates Brand New Day, it's like almost they, they used it for some reason in this, you know? Yeah. Uh, just for those of you guys that don't know comics, or, you know, here, here's some gatekeeping, here's some mansplaining. Uh, basically, like, Spider-Man revealed this identity of the whole world at one point, and Marvel didn't know how to fix that. Oh, and at the same time, they wanted to get rid of uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane's wedding, because they were married for a time in the comics. And so uh, Aunt May gets... Uh oh, am I frozen? Uh oh, I dropped off. And this is me talking by myself. Sorry, Brian. He probably signed up. Anyway, um, so anyway, Brian and I do the show, Ramblings from the Rob Pod. We usually talk about Transformers. We did a, a, a episode with uh, Transformers Earthrise, where we covered that whole Netflix series. So that I'm going to edit that and put that up soon on the Lastercast channel uh, today. Me and Sherry and Danny and Athena are going to record um, this, the stand, like episode eight, which was a doozy. We're going to cover that one. And finally, last but not least, if you're watching this on Facebook, if you're watching this on uh, YouTube, last but not least, on the Lastercast channel, uh, me, Chris, Danny, Tony, and Lori from the Ghost Girl Greetings, uh, we did, um, I say um a lot when it's live. I can't edit it out. We, we did a show about love in horror movies, relationships in horror movies. It's called Love and Horror. I'm editing that right now. That's going to go up on the Lastercast channel. Uh, probably within the next two days. So you got the stand, got love and horror, and uh, Sherry and I have some more content coming from Anchor Pete too. So make sure you like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, and if you're on Facebook watching this, go over to YouTube and subscribe to my channel. You know me, support me. Come on, we're friends, aren't we? Or like relatives? Come on, I need subscribers. I want I have ninety something. I want a hundred. Give me a hundred. I love you, but um, I'm embarrassing myself in my garage. Okay, I'll see you later.